I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me this week and dive into a new conversation. So if you joined me last week, you'll know that I actually shared a conversation that I had a while back with someone that I really love and admire, Chrissy King. So Chrissy was talking about diversity and inclusion last week. And like I said, that was a replay of a conversation her and I had a couple years ago. And I thought it was just a really great time to circle back to that chat we had and share it again with you. And I just want to thank everyone um, for the positive feedback on that episode. Chrissy is awesome and I could go on and on about all the ways she's awesome. I actually learned from her. Um, I'm always learning from her, but I attended a online workshop of Christie's yesterday on Tuesday, June 9th. Chrissy hosted a online workshop all about, it was kind of like a crash course on anti-racism for health professionals and fitness experts, like those types of people. So I joined her for that workshop and it was like a three hour workshop. Um, She taught for two hours and then there was a one hour Q&A at the end and it was just absolutely phenomenal. So I know she is offering more class times. I'm not sure if she's sold out yet, but I know the response that she's been getting for these workshops has been just absolutely incredible. So I think she started off offering three classes and then added another three to her calendar. So go to I am Chrissy King on Instagram. That's her Instagram handle. And you can um, connect with her there and check if she has any more spots opened. Like I said, I highly, highly recommend attending her workshop. It was absolutely incredible. And I walked away with so much. And I just wanted to share with you that um, that's just one of the ways that I am continuing my education and continuing to show up and learn and unlearn, right? So I just wanted to share that with you this week before we dove into today's new conversation with a friend of mine that I connected with over Instagram, Dr. Lydia 
Zajakowski. She is a chiropractor and I really wanted to have her on the show so her and I could chat about how all of us could start better supporting ourselves while working from home. Now, I know this stay at home thing has been in place since March. So this is kind of coming a little later, but her and I did just record this episode just um, two weeks ago, I believe. And a lot of us are still working from home. And she has tons of tips and education to share with us on how to support our bodies so we can function and feel our best while working from home. So things like standing desks, for an example, I wanted to kind of pick her brain about standing desks and she gives us other ways to sit while also supporting like our spinal and core health and yeah she's absolutely amazing and she is totally one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram as well so I have her Instagram handle um linked up for you in the show notes so definitely um give her a follow it's synergy underscore by underscore dr z or you could just um search her up on instagram she's awesome and always offering tons of education over there as well so make sure you connect with dr lydia over there and enjoy the episode you guys and i will see you next week All right. Hey, Lydia. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on with me this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this has been something that I've been looking forward to all day, sitting down with you and chatting about, just as we said a few minutes ago, like overall wellness. And before we dive into that, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Um, so um, I'm Dr. Lydia Bajakowski. I'm a chiropractor based out of Leavenworth, Washington. It's a little small rural mountain town, it's a tourist town as well. Um, it's a beautiful area. You should totally come visit someday. <laughs> I for sure will. I've never been to, to Washington State before, so I will definitely have to make my way there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. So I have a little small clinic there. I just took over an existing practice January 1st. Um, So I'm navigating these new waters just like everybody else. (laughs) Um, But in the past, I've also done some strength training. I've participated in competitions um, and uh, I am just a huge health nut. that's awesome to describe it yeah yeah um hey you fit right in here so my question for you first of all is like how did you get into this field or what inspired you to do this type of work yeah so there's a couple different avenues but um I'll just start with my mom so um my mom when she was a kid she had scoliosis and she was very active, did gymnastics and cross country and everything. And her um, 
her curves in her back from the scoliosis were extremely severe. We're talking like 70 and 52 degrees um, in the different parts of the spine. And so um, when she was 15 years old, her parents chose to opt her into getting um, a spinal surgery. And so she has a rod and nine pins in her back. And it has really affected her quality of life as she has continued to age. And um, there was a point in high school that I remember very vividly where she was just in so much pain that she was crawling on all fours on the floor and taking like 20 Tylenol a day. And um, we got connected to this chiropractor and um, luckily he was able to correct the misalignments in certain segments that were not affected by the surgery or fused. And um, she cleaned up her diet and she has been out of pain ever since. And she, um, the medical doctors were telling her that um, she wouldn't be able to like walk around and she'd be in a wheelchair by I think 45 or 50 and she's still teaching um, high school today. Wow, that's an incredible story. So just those transformations that your mom saw from the chiropractor was what inspired you to go and study this in your life? Yeah, so I ended up having scoliosis, no surprise there, right? (laughs) Um, So mine is genetic. Um, And so instead of opting for the surgery, she chose to put me under chiropractic care and that has allowed me to have such a high quality of life. And I've been able to do all the things that I love. And um, I love moving and staying active. And it's just gonna be better for me in the long run. And I couldn't be more grateful for it. No kidding. That's incredible. I feel like there's a lot of myths we could probably talk about when it comes to chiropractic care too in this episode, just because, I mean, I've never had a chiropractor on the show yet at least it's been like a really long time since I've chatted with one on the show so that could be something we could definitely talk about as well but just given the time that this episode is airing I wanted to be sure that you and I talked about like working from home and just ways that we could take care of our bodies while working from home because over this time ever since March hit and everything happened with COVID and self-isolation and things like that a lot of people have reached out to me about you know tips for working from home that sort of thing right because they know I've been doing this since day one I've never had a quote-unquote real job type thing (laughs) even though this is a real job but you know I've never like not worked from home. So a lot of people have reached out to me. So I thought that would be such a fun topic to dive into with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The environment of everything going on has definitely changed how we work. Like some of us have gone from going to the office and working to really making things at home um, in regards to workspace. And a lot of us weren't prepared with the proper equipment (laughs) in order to have the best alignment, the best chairs or things like that, but that's okay. There's actually some really 
um, easy ways to um, make a space more work friendly for your spinal health and just overall well-being in general. Um, so I'll definitely go over some of those today. Um, we'll just start with posture. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> this is, it, I know it seems really simple, but it is probably one of the best things you can do for yourself. So sitting up nice and tall and um, making sure that you don't stay in a slouch position for a long time. Um, it's really easy to get in that position. I mean, we're attracted to our screens and we slowly creep forward. <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally. So what would be like, a long time. I'm just going to pick your brain today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like a long time sitting. Yeah. Or, you know, like, obviously, we don't want to stay in that same kind of like hunchy position for a long time. So obviously, if we catch ourselves kind of like hunching over, we want to fix our posture, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but probably just being in like the same position for a long time is not super beneficial. So how often would you recommend we like get up and move around or just change up our position? Yeah, I would say, I mean, every 20 minutes would be ideal, but let's be realistic. Like that doesn't really happen either. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like once an hour at minimum, you know, just get up and move, um, like do some cat cow ex or cat camel exercises on the floor. Um, make sure you're checking your posture, making sure your screen is at eye level. Um, and also just maybe grabbing a snack, using the restroom, drinking some water. Um, a lot of us aren't really staying hydrated or we're not thinking about it because mm -hmm. we're not leaving our home. And so staying hydrated with water and minerals and electrolytes is also really important. Um, but yeah, at least once an hour. Awesome. So something that I've actually been doing and it wasn't like specifically for spinal health or just, you know, like the movement aspect, but I'm working on a really big project right now and I wanted to start like really focusing on my work and not, you know, grabbing my phone every few minutes or whatever, because that's something that I also didn't realize that I was doing so often. But anyways, my friend and I, we started this thing where we're setting our timer on our phone for 50 minutes. And then once the 50 minute timer goes off, we can grab our phone if we want, but it's kind of like that reminder for us to be like, okay, you focused, worked for 50 minutes and then we take like a 10 minute break and then we do it all over again. So it's like that 50 by 10 type of work routine. And even like the benefits of doing this has just like surprised me so much. Not only am I more productive, but I also didn't realize that sometimes when I get into like work mode, I actually sit there for hours and hours without moving. So this was a really great reminder for me to like get up, walk to the kitchen, grab some water, like you said. Um, so that's like something that's been really helping me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely setting a timer is great and using just external sources to 
kind of remind you to move because it is so easy to just get dialed in. And then once you're in the zone, you're in the zone and you're going, right? Totally. You totally get it for sure. Yeah. So probably is like just changing up positions helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to geek out for a sec on this. Do it, please. (laughs) Okay, so um, in our spine, we have normal neck curvature. And in the neck specifically, um, it is shaped like a C, right? So when we're in these positions for long periods of time, it slowly brings our head forward and it actually changes our structure of our neck over time. And our brain weighs, or our head in general, it weighs about 10 pounds. So when um, we have that biomechanical abnormality happen with our neck, it actually puts abnormal stress on our neck too and the rest of our spine. And when this happens, um, it alters the signals from our brain to the rest of our body, like things like reaction time with sports or falling. And so um, that's one of the direct correlations with having good posture is it does affect your life and how you function. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important. And for sure. I'm sure when you talk about posture, you notice like people like totally self-checking themselves and correcting the way they're sitting, like (laughs) within the first few seconds of you saying posture. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we all kind of know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, like you said before, posture is something that we know we need to focus on, but it's something we really quickly forget. Right. But when someone reminds us, it's like, oh yeah. And it does make such a huge difference. And you feel better when you like, you know, you're not so tense and like you actually do focus on your posture. Yeah, well, it's the same concept as the power poses, too, right? Mm-hmm. It instills a sense of confidence and just um, our sense of being able to rock the world the way we want to. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. So working from home, I have a few questions that I want to make sure I ask you today. One question is about standing desks, and I'd love your opinion on standing desks. This is something that I have in my office, but like I also have a chair that I can sit at at my standing desk. And before I ask you more questions about standing desks, first, I'd just love your opinion. Yeah, I think they're amazing. Um, Luckily, we're at a place in time where they are actually really popular um, or maybe not popular, but common, more common. And so they have developed a little better over time. Uh, They do have desks that can um, change height. So they can go from about a seated height to standing height. And that would be awesome too, because then you can um, alternate between sitting and standing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm a huge proponent for standing desks. Um, Just make sure that the monitor stays at eye level. That's so key for sure. So what I did, do you have a standing desk at home? I don't. No. Do you just kind of like do a makeshift one? (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm using my bar stool with like two Tim Ferriss books under okay. my laptop. <laughs> Very nice. I totally remember when I first moved in with my boyfriend, I was also using like this huge contraption. It was just like books piled upon books and all just because I wanted to stand, right? So I have this really interesting relationship with standing. And that's why I wanted to make sure I asked you about standing desks and your opinion on them, because I think they're really great, too. Um, I definitely couldn't sit all day, even if I just like forced myself to. And I'm sure you can talk more about that. It's just about taking care of ourselves overall. Right. And um, I'm sure standing all day also isn't the best thing for us, which is why it's great if we can alternate. So I have a standing desk and I also, like I said, I have a high chair where I can like sit at my standing desks. And when I'm recording podcasts or things like that, I'm typically sitting um, just because I feel like if I stand for long, long periods of time, I start getting like pains in my feet or I also know I don't stand properly and I kind of like put more weight on one leg than the other and my knee starts kind of aching. So do you have like any recommendations for people who are using a standing desk? Like is there certain ways we should be standing. Um, I know you mentioned having your screen at eye level, but if someone's like me and they're standing at their desk and they're like noticing that their knees are aching because of it, um, do you have recommendations for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually experienced the same exact thing when I was in chiropractic school. Um, In chiropractic school, we had seated desks and we also had standing desks, but these standing desks were on concrete floors. And so one of the first things is making sure that whatever type of floor you're standing on, like you have some good cushioning underneath just to kind of give your body a little bit of a cushion. And it's also a lot more comfortable. Um, And you can also alternate that too. Like there's like, I don't know what they're called, but basically there's the um, standing pads that people use for their kitchen. Mm-hmm. You can just get one of those um, and then you can take it away when you want. You can put it there when you want. Um, also with standing desk, um, me personally, I kind of, I t- looked like a complete geek doing this, but it felt so comfortable. <laughs> but just being in a lunge position or kind of just moving your foot position and making sure that your knees aren't locked. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a big one for sure. So just realize like when you're standing, it doesn't have to be the every or the typical standing. Mm -hmm. Um, There can be a variety of things. You can do lunges, like whatever is comfortable to you and you can move around and do whatever. Um, If it is 
a chronic like knee issue, then there might be some strengthening that needs to happen um, in regards to glute strength and hamstring strength um, to support your knees. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And of course, like everything is so tied together, right? Typically, when someone's experiencing like lower back pain, it might be a glute issue, right? So whatever is actually aching on your body, it might not be that thing that needs to be strengthened. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. And so do you think that like just kind of going off that topic now as a side note, when we're talking about like those little aches and pains where we don't really know where they're coming from, do you see a common or like kind of like a reoccurring body part that's most common with your clients that does need to be focused on and strengthened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, like the very first ground zero, um, excuse me, um, (laughs) ground zero place where I would start is with, um, ab strength. Cause if you think about it, every single movement your abs are supporting your spine. So it's not, um, it's important to strengthen the front of your abs, but it's also important to strengthen the backside of your back too. So um, besides doing crunches and planks and things like that, it's also good to do supermans. Mm. Um, And especially since we're working at our desk, it's important to have strong spinal stability or support with those muscles. Um, and the ab strength can also be helped by having good posture. So there's a lot of little intrinsic muscles that our body unconsciously turns on when we're not aware of it. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) that's where I would start. I'd start there. And then if you're having low back issue, like I completely agree with you with the glute strengthening and hamstring strengthening as well. Awesome. And I'm sure there's so many like at home exercises that we can do if we're not going to the gyms right now, right? For glute strengthening and hamstring strengthening. So what are some of your favorites? Um, My favorites, um, if we're just starting from the beginning, I would do body weight squats. Mm -hmm. Um, The way you do a squat, it can actually activate different muscles. So if your knees are going more over your toes or kind of going over that guideline, then you're using more of your quads. But if you sit your hips back and you have more of a 90 degree between your shin and your ankle and a 90 degree angle between your shin and your um, upper, your quad, then that'll allow you to use more of your glutes and strengthen your glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And also for hamstrings doing good mornings at home. Um, some people say they don't feel it, but it's, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just your positioning could be off. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's really important to get some feedback. I know a lot of personal trainers are doing virtual consults and sessions and things like that. And that would be a good place to ask. Awesome. Have you been doing home workouts? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would be dying without them. Yeah. 
I've been using the M-Pack um, by Emily Schramm. Yeah, I saw you using that. Oh, I don't have one yet, but I every single time, so my family and I, we go to Barbados every year. And even though I, not this year, obviously, <laughs> we usually go during May. So that was... To, or April and May. So that was totally off the table this year. But um, every single time I go there, even though I love just like the downtime that we have there, I feel like an MPAC would be so beneficial. Um, just it's so easy to travel with. And, you know, it just like allows you to get in some movement too. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, it's great because... The impact I have, it's huge. Like I can stuff so much, so many things in there. And then the reservoirs, they're really easy to fill and to empty as well. And so it definitely is dual purpose. And um, I love that the straps come off too. That's <laughs> awesome. Back in the face. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's really designed to work out with for sure. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, I have no idea what an impact is. We'll link it up for you in the show notes for sure. So getting back to the standing desks, as I mentioned, I had like a really weird um, relationship with standing. Like I felt like I needed to stand all the time. Right. And so that's something else I wouldn't mind you talking about. So we know that we can sit for too long, right? Like it's important to get up and move your body. And there is so, there is such thing as like too much sitting, right? But what about standing? I'm sure that um, it kind of like also goes the same that our body does need to rest. And I know a lot of women that listen to this show really struggle with what I struggled with in the past. I really struggled with sitting. I struggled with sitting at my computer and working. I struggled with just like resting in general. So what do you have to say to those women who are so concerned about their health, um, but maybe they're like taking it to the whole other direction? Yeah, I mean, everything comes with moderation, right? So, and there is no perfect formula. I would be lying if I, if I said there was, because mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's different. Um, a good starting point would be maybe to alternate like 50 minutes standing, 50 minutes sitting, and just go off of what, how your body feels. Um, we've become so detached of how our body is feeling. And so it's really important to allow ourselves to tune in and see like, okay, Like, why am I uncomfortable standing for this long? Is it just too long? Like, is there something else I need to be thinking about? Um, And the same goes with sitting too. But in an ideal world, the more you stand, the better off you're going to be. Okay, that's awesome. Good to know. And how I made my standing desk, I didn't actually buy a desk, but I bought a shelf and I nailed it to my wall where I like needed it for my laptop to be at eye level. So if anyone wants to make their own standing desk, it works really well. That's so creative. Yeah, I think too with all the office equipment and things like we think it has to be very expensive. And there's just you just got to get creative with it. Yeah, this cost me like $15. Whereas I know people 
that purchase dining desks for like two grand. And I'm like, never, I'll make my own. (laughs) Yeah, a good office chair is a Swiss ball and I'm good. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so a Swiss ball, um, which like just your traditional stability ball. And that's yeah. one of like the best office chairs. Yeah, and it doubles as a workout tool too. So. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So you can literally like sit there and work. And then when your timer goes off to take a break, you can do some like core strengthening exercises or something. Exactly. Yeah. And they're actually really great for um, pelvic stability too, or like pelvic floor work. Okay. So like women who have kids um, and maybe they're working week when they work out, like having a Swiss ball at home to sit on, like that would be money. Okay. So is there like specific exercises for that? Because I also know we have some women that listen to this episode that do struggle with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, just sitting on the ball is going to help as a starting point. Very um, cool. But yeah, it's such... Like, and you can also do Kegel exercises too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a variety of different exercises you can do. If it's something that you really need more depth with, then I would recommend looking into a pelvic floor. Um, I think they call them uh, PTs or physical therapists. It's a specialty within physical therapy. Right. And um, they work specifically with that area. Okay, that's great. So when it comes to the clients that you're seeing right now, what are you most focusing on with them? Do you have a specific group of clients that you tend to work with most? Um, well, right now with my clinic, I'm kind of in a transition period since I just took over. So it's kind of half and half of more of the older generation. Like I have some patients that don't even have a computer. (laughs) And then um, I have some very active um, clients as well. They're really into yoga and things like that. Um, But yeah, I, with every patient, I always start with the foundation. You have to have a strong foundation in order to build anything else off of it. Um, So the three main keys for a strong foundation is making sure you're getting enough sleep. So that that can range from six to eight hours. Mm -hmm. Um, Uninterrupted, you shouldn't be waking up. Also having good nutrition, so less processed foods. And plus it'll help your focus while you're working. And making sure you're getting enough movement. So just 30 days or 30, not 30 days. That would be a lot. But um, <laughs> 30 minutes a day. And that can just be a walk. It doesn't have to be a half marathon or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just move your body and that should help. And all that stuff is so doable, right? Yeah, it's amazing how doable it is. But it's very rare to have all three synced up at once. Mm, okay. And what? how are you doing? Everything yeah. synced up. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got to do what I preach, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So for sleep, do you track your sleep with something? I do. So um, I use, I'm going to look it up right now. What it, It's called Sleep Cycle. It's, um, it's a little orange icon with an alarm clock on it. And so I use this when I have to wake up by a certain time the following day, because what it does is it wakes you up at your lightest point of sleep. 
So you can wake up more energized and less groggy versus when you just have a set alarm clock um, mm. because this app actually um, tracks your activity through sound and movement um, in order to kind of determine that. And it's been amazing since I've switched over to that. It's so interesting. Do you have that? Like, do you need a Apple watch for that? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I actually don't have an Apple watch, but yeah, it's just on my phone and, um, you just leave your phone plugged in all night and then you can put it on your nightstand and it'll go off for you. That's so interesting. And do you need to use that for an alarm or does it just like track your sleep as well? Uh, so it does both. So okay. it tracks your sleep and it's also an alarm. So. That's so cool. I haven't dove into like the world of sleep tracking apps yet because I don't know why, but I was always under the impression that like I needed an Apple watch to track my sleep or something, but it's good to know that I can just track it using my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're getting really creative with the apps and that's the one that I love because I didn't really want to have something while I was sleeping. Like I knew I was going to take it off in my sleep anyway. Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people like the aura ring, but again, I just like, if I can do it with my phone, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard really great things about the aura ring. Um, I want to get one someday. Eventually for sure. Um, yeah. I think those are more to track your sleep. I don't think they really serve as an alarm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you could be mistaken. So no, I do think it's more like data of like how you're sleeping and the quality of your sleep and things like that. And like you said, it's such a foundation for our overall health, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And something that I've definitely been working on lately and just seeing like what works better for me and allows me to like get into that deeper sleep. And something that I've found out recently is that when I really allow myself to just like totally veg out and chill like for two hours before I move to bed and go to sleep. My sleep has been so much better and I wake up in the morning feeling so good. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing the role technology can really have on our system. Um, It can actually mess with our circadian rhythm. And um, one of the recommendations I do make to patients if they do have to be on tech before bed is having blue light blocker glasses. Mm And um, also just if you're on a computer for a long period of time, that can be really helpful too. Cause the LED, like if your screen is LED, it actually can damage your eyes, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And so many of us are in front of computers all day. I have glasses and they do have blue blockers in them. And I'm sure you can see because like they're purple. Um, I didn't actually know they were going to be like that when I got my glasses because they're just prescription glasses. But they just I told them that I work from home. I work at the computer. And so they put blue blockers in them. And initially when I got them, I was so upset because I was like, how can I go around wearing these purple glasses 
all the time. And people were actually commenting when I first got them. Um, They were asking me, like, why are your lenses so purple? Like, that's so weird. And, you know, so I was like kind of self-conscious about it, actually. But gosh, they make such a difference. And especially since I'm in front of the screen like all day, it's so good to have. So I have had now a lot of questions just now that like people are actually wanting blue blockers, right? People have been asking me where I got mine, but they're just from my optometrist. Like you can actually get prescription glasses with blue blocker lenses. Yeah, that's so cool that they added that. I think that's been a recent thing because um, someone recently told me that and like, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm not like switching my glasses out all the time, you know? Exactly. You have like two different glasses. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. (laughs) Um, Okay, Lydia. So gosh, I could just keep chatting with you, but for you... Being at home and just supporting your body and feeling its best, what are maybe like the five practices that you do every day as a chiropractor and health professional that like really help support your body? Yeah, so um, the three pillars that we talked about, the sleep, movement, and nutrition, all of those. And also, um, right now, making sure I have enough zinc. So um, I'll take about 30 milligrams a day, and that helps with the um, immune support. So I do that. And then what else do I do? Um, I do journaling and meditation just to stay grounded and get outside as much as I can as well to get the mm, pressure. Totally. And with these, like this nicer weather, it's so great and feels so good to get outside. Yeah, the sun is amazing. The sun feels <laughs> so good. Yeah. Are you, what's your favorite season? Like, are you a hot weather person? Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. hot, humid. I love it. Ah, you like the humidity. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that to you. You can keep the humidity. <laughs> That's awesome. I think there's certain humidities that I like and then other ones are just too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lived in Ontario while I was going to university and it gets so humid there. And whereas like where I live, like we get really hot summers, but it's more like dry heat, which I definitely prefer because I don't know, there's something about humidity where you just like kind of feel swollen and you're just like (laughs) so like sticky and hot. So anyways, I do have one more question for you, sweetheart. And that is something that I ask all of my guests. And it's what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh man, um, to be unbreakable is to be resilient yeah. and just keep going no matter what. And even when the odds are against you, just put one foot in front of the other, just take a step. I love that. I think the word resilient is definitely the most common word that I hear from my guests when I ask them about what it means to them to be unbreakable. But it's so cool because 
everyone's answer, you know, overall is so different from one episode to the next, but resilience or resiliency, like just always comes up, um, definitely the most. And it's so cool. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I know our listeners will. And now, um, for those of you who are just meeting Lydia for the first time today, I love following her on Instagram. She's amazing and you always put out such great content. So can you share with us, Lydia, where everyone can find you and connect with you more? Sure. Yeah, my Instagram is the best way to do that. So it's at Synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y underscore by underscore Dr. Z. And it's just D-R-Z. Awesome. I will have that linked up in the show notes for everyone. And thank you again for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.